Thank you so much for joining us on Word Alive today. The title of this podcast is Be Filled with the Holy Spirit. I'd like for us to start in uh, Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. This was the Lord Jesus Christ talking to his disciples. And he also had uh, 150 people that he addressed at that time to go into the upper room. Verse 49, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. This was a command from the Master of the Lord Jesus Christ to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, he uh, wanted his disciples to be filled with the Holy Spirit because he knew it was so important for them to be filled with the Spirit so that they could operate in the gifts of the Spirit, so that they could uh, be endued with the power that he was endued with. Now, they didn't have all the anointing that Jesus had, but uh, he said you can't go out and do all these things without the anointing. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, there's a greater anointing that comes upon you and, and within you. You have a greater understanding of the Word. Everything comes alive in your heart that didn't before. And the reason I know this is because I was born again on May 6, 1990 and filled with the Holy Ghost in September of 1990 and everything changed. The Holy Ghost called me into the ministry at that very time, the very moment I got filled with the Holy Ghost, and then it took off. And if you'll study the Lord Jesus Christ's ministry, you'll find out that when he was filled with the Holy Spirit, you'll uh, look at Matthew chapter 3, uh, you'll find out that that's when his ministry took off. Now let's look at uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 in the New King James Version as well. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He said, you're going to be a witness to me everywhere you go. And a witness is, uh, is what is being witnessed for God. Now, a lot of times there's a witness. If you go to court, there will be a witness. You know, if you stand up in the courthouse and they make you uh, swear on the Bible that you're going to be a witness in a case or whatever. But when you become a witness for the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a little bit a little bit different than that. To be a witness to Christ is to demonstrate by our words, actions, and attitude the sacred mystery that we have seen, heard, and believe in our hearts about the Lord, who has forgiven us of our sins and offered us eternal life. In contrast to the world, Christian witnesses is to be offered 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It's not a witness that you do one time. It's something that happens all day long every day. To be a witness is also to be a demonstrator of God's power. That is only possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, you can't do it in your own power. To be a witness to the Lord Jesus Christ is also to be a demonstrator of His power and to witness that He was uh, filled with the Holy Ghost, that he had the power of God upon him, and that we do as well as his disciples, as his church, as his body of Christ. Now, if you're part of his body, he wants you to be uh, endued with that power that he was endued with, just like he was, because we are the body of Christ now, and he has gone to be with the Father. But if you'll study John chapter 14, Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do, and greater works than these shall you do, because I'm going to my Father. Now, uh, this is what happened to the disciples on the day of Pentecost, when they were all 
And there was 150 people in the upper room where he told them to go to, and they tarried there until they were endued with power from on high. And if we'll go to Acts chapter 2, verse 1, and this was on the day of Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Now the Holy Ghost came in, he filled the whole house that they were sitting in. He came in. Verse 3, Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and the evidence of that was that they spoke in other tongues, and that was the evidence that they were filled. Now a lot of times people confuse the tongues with being filled. The tongues is the evidence that you are, because when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're You'll start speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives you utterance, and He uh, takes control of your tongue. You can speak from your spirit when you are filled with the Holy Ghost. You begin to speak from your spirit instead of just your mind. You can speak from your spirit, your heart, and then you'll speak out the oracles of God when you speak in other tongues because He gives you the utterance and gives you the words to speak. Now, when they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, Then Peter stood up and preached out of Joel chapter 2. And let's read Joel chapter 2, and we'll start in verse 28. And this is what he was preaching on. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour up my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my Men's servants and on my maid servants, I will pour up my spirit in those days. Now, I would admonish you to read the book of Joel for yourself, and uh, you'll get a lot out of the whole book if you'll read it, but you'll understand that this was the beginning of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost when God poured out a spirit upon mankind. Now, before then, when the Lord Jesus Christ, he was behind uh, the veil, Uh, The Holy Spirit was behind the veil before the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross. But on the day that the Lord Jesus Christ said it is finished when he was up on the cross and he uh, gave up the ghost, then the veil was torn in two from the top to the bottom. And the Holy Ghost, I believe he tore it in two from top to bottom. And he stepped out from behind that and says, I won't be behind this veil anymore, but I shall live in the hearts of men. Now you can be born again. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost. And a lot of people think because you're born again, that's all the Holy Spirit you'll ever need. That's not the case. If that was the case, he would not have told his disciples to go to the uh, upper room to be endued with power from on high, and he wouldn't have admonished, he wouldn't have commanded them to wait until they were endued with power, and then he wouldn't have had to pour out his Spirit upon all flesh. But see, he did that so that we could be demonstrators of the power of God. Now, when you demonstrate the power of God, it's a witness to other people that you are in tune with the Lord Jesus Christ, that you hear his voice, you're doing what he tells you to do, and also you have the power to do what he wants you to do. Now, you have to understand this, that when you are filled with the Spirit, that it qualifies you and it enables you to be a partaker of the gifts of the Spirit. And when you are, then you can do things as the Spirit of God wills, not as you will, but as He wills that you couldn't do before. 
Now I'll say it like this. You can uh, you can have a horse and you can get to town. If you get on that horse, you can ride him to town. It'll get you there. He'll get you there and back. A ZL1 Camaro with 650 horsepower in it. And you can get in that ZL1 Camaro and you can go to town. It won't take you as long and you'll go with more power. And you'll get there a lot faster and you'll get back a lot faster and you'll get a lot more done. I can power I compare it to uh, the power of God being filled with the Holy Ghost, of being filled with the Spirit and uh, riding a horse or riding in a Camaro. Or you could say riding in a NASCAR. I mean, you're going to get there fast when you've got more power. Now, I know from experience that uh, I have had six-cylinder pickups and I've had 5.3 V8 pickups, and that 5.3 V8 will get you there. It'll haul more, it'll pull more, it'll do more. And it's the same thing when you're filled with the Holy Ghost. You are endued with that power to get things done that you could not do before. And when you're filled with Him, then you know things you didn't know before. You're able to do things you're enabled to to do all the things that God wants you to do because he equips you with that power. And instead of you being born again and operating under your own power and under your own witness, then you'll be a witness because of his greatness and his power inside of you and upon you because of the anointing that's upon you, and you won't be the same anymore. Now, I know when I got filled with the Holy Spirit, I spoke in other tongues, and it was the evidence that I was filled. When I got filled... I knew that the power of God was upon me that I had, didn't have before. And you will too. You're missing out. It, there's nothing wrong with people that are not filled with the Spirit. You can be born again. You're a child of God. You're part of the body of Christ. But you just don't have that power that God wants you to have to do some of the things that He wants you to do. Now, your prayer life will change. Now, instead of you praying... Uh, any kind of soulish prayers, you can hook up with the Holy Ghost and you'll be speaking things out of your spirit that you didn't know how to pray before and you'll see things you didn't know before and you'll and you'll know things to pray that you didn't know before. And also, you'll have a prayer language that's, uh, if you'll study the 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we'll go into that a little bit uh, more later on, but you'll also have a prayer language that only you and the Father God know. And it's inspired by the Holy Ghost for you to speak out of your spirit those things. And it says you speak mysteries. Well, a mystery would be a mystery to other people. But to you and God, it's not a mystery. You may not know all the time everything you're praying for because he may not want you to know some of the things you're praying for. But you may be praying for somebody in Indonesia. It could be in Africa. It could be in uh, England. It could be your next door neighbor. It could be your wife or your daughter or your uh, son it could be anybody a grandchild it could be anything that god wants you to pray that you don't know about but it's praying out the will of god so that he can accomplish the will of god upon this earth it's so important to have that that prayer life as well now i'm i'm admonishing you today to listen to the lord jesus christ and what he said in the word and be filled with the spirit we're going to go into this a little deeper in the next uh, session. But if you'll uh, join us next time, we'll go and uh, we'll go a little bit deeper into this. Thank you so much for joining us today. Join us next time for part two of Be Filled with the Holy Spirit.
If you would like to support our ministry, you can become a partner by clicking the support link in the description. You can also give by going to our website, wacba.org, and clicking on the giving tab. Thank you so much for supporting us to help us send the gospel around the world through our podcast. We pray God's blessings be upon you abundantly, and we thank you so much in Jesus' name.